Welcome to Nearly Thirties. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And today we're going to talk about, surprise, surprise, the coronavirus. But we're not actually going to talk about it, right? I seen. Uh, we're going to put a different spin on it. Yeah. Okay, so as many people would have known already that the virus is causing like widespread fear, especially like Asian countries, right? Mm. But what the two of us have come to a conclusion about is that the fear is a bit too much, yeah. like unwarranted. Yes. And why is that? Because, um, like, I think there's a lot of fear-mongering happening around. Yeah. Yeah. A lot has to do with, like, news but, outlets. Okay. So, speaking about news, right, that's a whole topic by itself. Mm. And I think... Many people have mentioned it already, mm. but news probably just panders people's attention, yeah. right? No matter what, how they make money is to get people's attention and to keep it. Mm. So the easiest way to do that is through emotions, right? Yeah. So what's the biggest motivator for people in terms of emotions? It's probably happiness. Fear? And then on the other extreme end, fear. Yeah. Right? But it's very hard somehow or rather to make happy news stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you look at the news cycle nowadays, mm. it's just 24-7, the coronavirus. Yeah. And nothing that. else. Yeah. I, yeah, like, at my workplace, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's so afraid. And I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't give a shit. Mm. So, I can safely say that two of us are the minority in mm. this situation. Mm. Why? Uh, I guess partly for me is because, like, I've looked through the more, like, elaborated facts. Uh, and, like, I've come to understanding that it's not that serious as what has been shown. Can you elaborate? Yeah, so one thing uh, about the... This new like flu virus like, basically, uh, it's called what novel coronavirus. Yeah, the N virus. Uh, basically the fatality for now is like around two percent. Yeah, slightly and less than two. Slightly less than two, and if you compare it to like SARS, which happened in like the two thousands, uh, that was at ten percent fatality. Mm. And even compared to like general like other flu right, virus, right, the fatality is much lower. Yeah. Yeah, because. It's not as widespread for now. Uh. Yeah. Then um the most of the fatalities are due to like uh weak immune systems or uh, on people who have actually pre existing con- conditions. So yeah. they are really su- they really have a lower immune system, so they are susceptible to uh developing uh pneumonia as a result of the virus. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main issue is that because it's new, right? Mm. That's like a undiscovered. It's undiscovered yeah. before. Yeah. So, there's a lot of hype around it, right? Yeah, that, the novelty. Yeah. And they will name it novel. <laughs> let, me, let me throw out a, a conspiracy, okay? You know, whenever like big things happen globally, right? Mm. There's always like something else going on. To shift the attention. Maybe. Yes. So, what big thing do you feel is going on? I can never know because we are too small to be in a loop. But no? 
No, you don't think so. Oh, because if it's big enough that they want to cover it up, it should have some substantial noise, just that it has died down. Hmm. Right? If that were to happen. Okay. Yeah. There must be like some scandal going on first, then like, then another set scandal will supersede. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not like, oh, how's it, up to date on all this, yeah, most but, of the news. But I'm just a bit like suspect, because the news or the media has been hijacking like our attention like 24-7 mm. and even if you don't watch the news right like your whatsapp feeds yeah. your other People social media feeds you, yeah. yeah even word of mouth mm. yeah it's like invading your consciousness you know what I mean mm. and like we we might actually feel retarded after maybe like half a year when it's like damn deadly and super widespread Is but it, for now yeah, okay. the level of danger doesn't warrant that kind of reaction yeah it's like too much outcry so one thing that just happened only today uh, because we are based in Singapore so our what's that called threat level actually basically shifts to orange <laughs> in terms <laughs> of like the virus so what happened is actually people went out to like clear supermarkets like canned food rice like staple yeah. food and like it's I, like food for like a bomb, bomb shelter right yeah like I, and then my friends were sending me pictures of it and I, I look at it I was like I, I don't see like this like like we are not in a war right? yeah yeah that we need to stock up on food and yes. not leave our house yeah right not because, at that stage because it's not like our entire country is isolated like, we totally, like, cut off connection with all outside of work. We still have supply chains going on, etc. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're gonna stop everyone from entering Singapore, then, okay, maybe that panic would set yeah. in. But that's not the case. You know, speaking about this uh, orange trap level, yeah. so I walked by my colleague. Yeah. So, she's, like, the re- receptionist of my company. Yeah. It was damn funny. Because uh-huh. she was on the phone. Yeah. I don't know with who, probably, uh-huh. like, a relative or something. Uh-huh. Then she was like, <laughs> in like a huge panic mode uh-huh. because of the announcement for the orange thread level. Then she was like, do you know what level? It's orange thread. You know, before that was green, then orange. You know like those volcanic thread levels? Like, then you have like blue, then red. Now it's just like, hmm. Yeah. Like, like, villagers die because of like vo- vo- volcanoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with... Uh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. One, one, one thing I think that was missing back in the days was the fact that uh, we could spread news much faster compared to uh, now. And no, I mean, now we can spread yeah, news yeah, much yeah, faster yeah. compared to that. Because, like, everyone has a smartphone, so, like, people will be on, like, uh, social media, they can check news, like, like within seconds so when we are overloaded with so much information right uh-huh. we tend to how to say um, overhype in some sense like overestimate the threat because of the amount of attention we are paying okay I feel uh, also there's a lot of bounds in terms of information cause like let's say my colleague sends me the orange threat level mm-hmm. Then like, oh shit, then I send all my family members. Then mm. my family members like bounce it mm. to... Yeah, so like, I got the same 
orange thread level like I think at least three times uh, in my WhatsApp. Uh, then I was just like, it's, it's, it's really not that serious. Uh. Yeah. So, um, f- for me personally, I know that like the only thing that we can do is basically quarantine like whoever that is suspected. And then, like, hopefully things don't continue to spread. Because there is no way for you to do anything about the virus. If you have to go about working, you still have to work. Yeah, but let's introspect ourselves a bit. Because we are part of the minority, you know. So, I would like to understand more of why I, like our psychology is like that. Like, why are we, um, I would say, more, I mean, less pessimistic? Oh, okay. Uh, I think one thing is because I, I go very logically. Okay. My thinking process is very, a logical process. So, I understand that there is significant risk. Uh, I, I understand the risk, not significant. I mean, that I understand the risk and then, like, I calculate in my head, like, okay, the risk of infection now is... I did the same thing as you. Yeah. So, the number of cases that are confirmed basically is 30 plus to 40. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact numbers now. But then, you calculate by the number of population in Singapore and then you divide it. Then, it's like 0.000 something percent. And, like, to me, that's, like, so insignificant that yeah. It doesn't worry me to be so scared. Like, more people die in car crashes, I think. Yeah, the likelihood of you dying in a car crash is higher. Yeah. Because um, if you're not in a controlled environment, which is like, you do know everyone uh, around you. If you right. have to travel by public transport, the status of this person that traveled prior, 14 days prior, you don't know where he went, where he or she went. Yeah. So there's no way for you to prevent like you from having any contact with the person. Okay, yeah. I guess your answer makes sense. But my answer on the other side, right, mm-hmm. is like, <clears throat> since that stats is, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. very low chance of happening mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. my perception is, if I were to get it, right, so be it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's more like, if I'm really that unlucky mm-hmm. and meant to die, mm-hmm. then, I don't know, like, let fate take it's chance on me, uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Instead of being so fearful. But one thing I have to say is that it was a constant reminder to myself mm. to not be fearful. Mm, okay. Right? Because whenever someone sneezes or coughs near you, you'll still get some kind of reaction to it. Like a jarring reaction. For me, it's different. Like I don't consciously feel... I have to suppress any fear or anything. For me, it's like, if someone were to sneeze and cough, I'll just look in the direction and I'll just continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah, like, but my yeah. I'm saying my first natural reaction would okay. be to to be like, oh, is he, is he like, does he have the virus? Mm. But then, that's like the first fear response, right? Mm. I think in that expect, I do think that my fear center of the brain is... Mm larger mm. than average mm. yeah okay. which keeps me safe but also takes less risk so I kind of override it with the logical side mm. after the fear has happened okay yeah 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 then another thing I, I guess uh, something I want to point out is that like you must know that like if you are in Singapore then we are we have great medical facilities yeah so one thing that so far, like, there has no, there has not been any fatality in Singapore, right? Not yet. Uh no. Yeah. No. 
So too critical, no. Yes. So I mean, as long as if you you feel that you have symptoms and then you seek proper medical care, the likelihood that if you are a healthy individual that you might recover is pretty high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you don't have any existing like, uh, okay, medical something that we have to point out is that flu actually, I mean the normal flu or the normal cold, right? We don't actually have actual medication for it. Yeah. We have antibiotics. Like, that is probably no, the uh, best. No, antibiotics way. is useless for viruses. For normal, normal flu and virus. Yeah, because virus is... Um, is beaten is, off by our own immune yeah, system, right? Immune system. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what they basically do is basically they uh, give you attention to treat your symptoms. So mm-hmm. like, if you have fever, then obviously you don't want the fever to continue running high. Okay. Then if let's say you, you have, take painkillers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. If you have uh if you develop further more severe symptoms like uh pneumonia, then obviously they have to seek like tri- treatment. Uh, because pneumonia means like there's flooding in the lungs, right? Okay. Yeah. So like Well I didn't know antibiotics doesn't cure common flu though. No no it doesn't cure common flu. Only for bacterial infection work antibiotics work. Oh. Yeah. So viruses is basically followed by your own immune system. So yeah. so like there's no way for you to do anything per se. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, unless there is a, like, like a cure. Nah. So, they, they are able to, like, develop a cure, but it takes time. You can't expect something new to have a cure. Mm. Like, instantly. Okay, what's the funniest fake news that you've seen? Uh, I think a lot is, for, I mean, for a local context, one would be, maybe, Today afternoon, I think someone sent me that school would be can like closed okay. next week. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually fake la. So basically, like no, the schools are not closed, so you still have to attend schools. I saw one post or article. Uh-huh. It was this doctor saying that um the virus is not that potent because as long as you take two vitamin C tablets, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, two. per day. You can like prevent it from harming you. To expand on the vitamin thing, right? Uh, the likelihood that if you are eating a like well balanced diet, right, uh-huh. you will need not need supplements. Okay. Because uh, your body actually naturally take in all these important nutrients right through your diet. Mm. Yeah, and it's only if you have a deficiency. Let's say if you go to a doctor and then after a blood test, then they found that or oh, you have uh, some vitamin deficiency, then you need to supplement your diet with vitamins because if you don't have a deficiency it means you're healthier <laughs> why would you need to boost like certain vitamins if mm. there's no deficit mm. right doesn't make sense yeah. speaking about all this nutrition terminologies and uh-huh. stuff right I don't feel that I'm deficient in any mm. but I feel that maybe I might be like I don't physically feel it mm-hmm. but my thinking is that how would I know that I'm not efficient? Do you know what I mean? You just have to go take a blood test. Uh. Is it? Yeah. I mean, the doctor will be able to check. Like, it's just a general like health screening kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. So like, uh, if you go for a health screening, then you uh, let's say your iron is low. Then you have to like eat things with more iron. Yeah. Consume like red meat, etc. This kind, which are high in iron. Interesting. Yeah. So generally, uh, a lot of individuals are like healthy. So, they are all within the healthy range. So, if you are within a healthy range, you don't really have to supplement yourself with. But I feel, I feel like 
when I eat my diet, you know, my food, right, I don't consciously think of, oh, am I getting enough, like, vitamin D or C? Because I don't even know where all these vitamins come from, you know? Yeah. So, you like, know what I mean? Yeah, I get what I mean. But, like, basically, just if you eat veggie, you eat fruit, you yeah. eat meat, you so, eat rice, that's, so, I mean, that's fine. So, yeah. my conclusion to it is, like, I eat everything yeah. in... Moderation. Yeah, moderation. Moderated amounts. Yeah. Then you do fine. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, then what will you tell a person who enjoys a particular kind of food? Like in the past when you were young, you were only eating hot dogs, right? Yeah. So let's say when you grew. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share your hot dog story? Uh, nothing much to say. It's just basically I was just obsessed with hot dogs. And I only eat hot dogs. Basically, I don't eat anything else. Okay. I guess so let's was... say you, you, yeah. you grew up. Uh. Then at 20 plus year old. Yeah. You found out that there were hamburgers. Uh-huh. Then like, oh. They're so much better than hot dogs. Uh. Then you eat hamburgers every day. Yeah. Will you be deficient? The likelihood, yes, probably. Hmm. Yeah. I know of... My mom told me, like, a story where this guy ate chicken rice. Mm. Then his blood was, like, something wrong. Mm -hmm. Because of the chicken oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably it's high cholesterol. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, thick. Yeah, because there's too much cholesterol. Yeah. Yeah. So um everything in moderation. Yeah. Like if you're obsessed with like a certain type of food, then limit yourself. Huh? Like okay. you still can enjoy it, but at the same time you also have to try okay. to diverse your food yeah. intake. Let's move on to something else related to coronavirus, mm. but not actually talking about it. Mm. Because I think we are sick of it. Mm. And we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. To add on to the noise. Yeah. But Let's talk about something related to the media mm-hmm. and news, mm. which is fake news. Mm. Okay, let's yeah. expand on this topic. Mm. So you, you've mentioned an example of fake news. I've mentioned an example of fake news. Mm. But all these fake news are, I would consider, not detrimental to society. Yeah. Right. What are some examples that we can think about on a global scale mm. that actually affected us? Global scale... One, mm. the first thing that I can think of is fake news was probably when they exposed the Russian trolls. Oh, yeah. you mean in the 2016 elections? Is, is it 16 or 2014? 16, 16. Basically, they discovered that they had Russian troll farms, right? Basically. Yeah. yeah. Had, I don't know if we mentioned it before. No, I don't think so. But they had all these large amounts of people mm. who sent in, like basically just comments mm. to Inside. disrupt yeah. society. Mm. And that is such a interesting concept that I did not know would actually work. Yeah, because if you look at society per se, um, we tend to have a hurt mentality. Yeah, yeah. but apart from the hurt mentality, mm. right, they are inciting, like, they are basically like igniting hate wars. Yeah, yeah, but... And successfully. Yeah, but what they are doing is basically they induce, uh, like, uh, your sense of community. 
means like assuming like I associate with whatever they are talking about. Mm-hmm. So assuming they say I hate uh I hate USA or something like that. Something along those lines. Then after that, um if that uh how to say it? that fact the, the, the comment actually uh what's that aligns with mine. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would like feel that hey there's a community of people that actually uh thinks alike like me. Then yeah. it will force me to join into the community. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in a sense we are trying to uh, humans are always trying to find like a community where they can belong in. Like even on like a social level, like for us will be like one to one we'll be finding like things that we like, things that we can do together. But the, I'm thinking, okay, so this is successful, right? Mm. This, um, there was this period whereby Facebook had a lot of fake news. Mm. So basically, news articles that were completely like rubbish. Mm. And because of all this, um, I would say like data input, mm. that actual news outlets begin to get scammed also. Mm. Because the amount of like inflow of fake news, right? Mm. They think, oh, it has to be real. Mm. If not, there wouldn't be this much confirmation coming in. Mm. Yeah. Then they will bounce off each other and then the fake news becomes like real news. Mm. Which is, I don't know. What's the end game though? Like what is the whole purpose of having these troll farms to yeah, create. I mean, it's as it, prior to it being coined fake news. Basically, it was like, um, like espionage, uh, like, but on done on a large scale. Yeah, but it, because back then we didn't have the internet, so uh-huh. like, um, if we want to sabotage like uh like another country, then we do it through espionage. So we have spies and what other means to like. But but I understand, what. I think I don't fully understand the purpose of troll farms. I understand the purpose of spies. Like, maybe they are sent It's the same. You're trying to disrupt, like... Society as a whole, is it? Yeah, so you're disrupting a country because, like, your the, your agenda and their agenda do not lie. So assuming, like, let's say, today I'm, like, I'm my country, you're Luke country. We don't see eye to eye. Uh, we are the two superpowers in our world. And, okay. um, like... I want to like dominate the whole world. You want to dominate the whole world. So the only way for me to beat you down is to like harm you. But how does it harm the citizens besides distracting them? One thing is you get unrest, right? like social unrest, etc. Then like with the whole like uh, election thing that yeah. happened, like a lot of people were like suspecting that if like you with the vote, like the entire election was manipulated, etc. All these kind of things. So like uh it brings about like unrest la. So even in the so it'll move t- via tears. Right? So it'll start from the common people, then it'll move out. Then people will start to question the like the structure of their society. Which is like if let's say you always believe in the government, then you start to doubt the government, right? Because you yeah. don't know, eh, hey, is the government doing the right thing or like, are they really, yeah. Are they like puppets and stuff? Yeah. So it's just to throw the seed of doubt into the common people. Okay. Yeah. So that eventually the entire system will crumble because um, people start to distrust each other. I think we, it's quite hard for me to calculate it because there's no actual cost. You know, there's no monetary value that I can pinpoint. Versus, let's say a disaster happens mm. or maybe 
one country bombs the other. Like, there's a monetary cost to that. But all this, like, social disruption and stuff, like, you don't know how much it actually, how expensive it is. It depends on the um, variables that you want to, uh, how say, uh? Yeah, but no one actually knows how to calculate it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I mean, it's so they, they are, they are complex, to, right? There are ways to model a calculation. Yeah, but how how do you know like that's right? You cannot, you know what I mean, right? You cannot compare to the actual reality because in that sense, you are still modeling something like abstract. Yeah, yeah, but so it's a form of like prediction. Uh. Like you are trying to predict like, yeah. the likelihood that something's going to happen. Yeah, but a lot of things that we do are prediction. Yeah. Yeah. So like even for like if we will talk about a simple skill like driving. Like while you're driving subconsciously you're actually trying to predict what all the other drivers are doing. Yeah. Yeah. So like if it's wrong then the, you get into accident. Okay, the difference yeah. I would say hmm. would be in that sense, right, in that scenario hmm. there is a eventual outcome, right? Hmm. Versus troll farms. Hmm. What they have done or what how much they have harmed the society, right? We'll never actually know how much. Because I'm pretty sure the the goal then was just to disrupt the election. Yeah, but I think besides the election, right? I feel that election it was part of the reason for those farms. Uh-huh. But besides that, right, I think it was mentioned that it was set up to basically split racial groups, split just, you know, divide people. Mm. Yeah. That was the aim, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at it, like, um, a lot more countries are actually in, like, unrest. Uh. If you look around the world. Yeah. There's a lot of divide now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a lot of uh, reason, like, all these countries will eventually, like, not do well is because, like, there's a divide. If people cannot cooperate, then the, the economy as a whole will just slowly crumble. Because everything starts from, like, I would, I would say I would say most reasons where the country crumbles is mm. I feel like it's from the top corrupt government I feel like corrupt government officials might be one of the most important reasons yeah yeah, yeah. definitely but like movements can be brought about if on a large scale if like you have a lot of people like if you look at the situation in Hong Kong Mm. Like, like a large movement movement can happen if like people really like feel so badly about something and then they want to stand mm. up for it. Mm. Yeah. So all these can like change is like by like slowly like, all these people adding together, then it becomes a movement. Yeah. Yeah. So back on to the like I guess fake news. Right? Uh I guess ways to I feel that there are there are ways to combat like fake news. Right? On an individual level. I... Okay. I... I want to say this. Mm. That... If we don't actually critically think, right? Mm. We'll be stuck in this, like... Matrix kind of thing, right? Because... Let's say you don't critically think. Whatever news that comes to you... You accept it as fact. Mm. And... I really thought that... More people would not succumb to that I thought the majority would be more vigilant mm, I don't but the majority yeah in my in, in <laughs> me personally yeah. because I'm that way I thought 
most people are that way. No. I, I think like, like I see no. I, I don't know, maybe my outlook on humans is not that good. Uh, I don't know. But my outlook per se is that like humans are easily man- manipulated. We are much dumber than we think we are. So <laughs> like uh one thing you have to be conscious about is the fact that you always have to like fact check. Uh. Yeah, besides yeah, I think fact checking probably not gonna happen. Uh. Because we no, are too lazy. Yeah, but the simplest thing is to, like, assuming that you receive a news, like, if you're talking about the ongoing news about the virus, one thing you can do is you go to the most dependable source, which is, like, Ministry of Health. Mm. Yeah. So that's the most dependable website that you can get your news from. If it's not there, then the likelihood that it's fake, it's much higher. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time, don't trust information that is disseminated from uh, like your friends or families. That's my first like cut off. Like basically because all these messages are not better. Like they are just passed around. Or even tabloids, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because like a lot of people trust the news is because you trust your friend and you trust your family members. But whether the news is trustable or not is another thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bas- so basically you are saying that the effects of word of mouth shouldn't be that high. Yeah, but... Because I think in... When I went to exchange in Korea, mm. we actually... Our topic on communications was word of mouth. Mm. So we wrote an article. And word of mouth, it is very, very strong. Yeah. Let's say you want to go... Let's say you go to Japan, mm. then... You want a restaurant recommendation. Then you ask your friend, right? You will definitely go to that restaurant. Yes. You won't be like, nah, my friend is like stupid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it works two ways, right? You see? So like, for something that is good, which is like, if you want a restaurant recommendation, yeah. the likelihood that the outcome will be good is much higher. Yeah. But like, if you are talking about news, then you have to look at the underlying information. Right? Yeah. Because you... You might trust your friend, you might trust your family members, but they they are not like doctors or they are not like um, news reporters. So you 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 don't know whether the source is trustable. Okay. Yeah. So you are not saying that you don't trust the friends or family. It's just that you don't trust the source. You know about this manipulation thing, right? Mm-hmm. The irony is that we will never be manipulated. You know why? Because manipulation, the word in itself is that you don't know that you are not in control. Yeah. So, okay. in that case, right, there's no way of me knowing whether I'm manipulated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so the thing to, to copy, as in take it from like some of the podcasts that I've heard before, like basically people who think that they cannot be manipulated are easily manipulated. Oh, that's me. Eh. Yeah. I... Don't think I'm easily manipulated. So you're saying that I'm easily manipulated. As in the chances that you are will be easily manipulated is higher because That's quite scary. Because if because on a like conscious level your your takeaway is that you will not be manipulated. So you don't look out for the fact that about science where that, that you are might be manipulated. That might that actually could be quite true. Yeah because, because Assuming like, because for me is, I believe that humans are easily manipulated. So I know that for a fact that so, chances that I might be. Okay, so regardless of other people, other humans, right? You personally believe that you are easily manipulated. 
As in, like, if I want to be manipulated, the, the likelihood that there are ways for, for them, for some individual, someone else to manipulate. Because humans are not, like, like we are not robots, or we are not code. Uh. Like, it's not like 2 plus 2 equals 2. Uh. Yeah. yeah. We cannot I zoom out. 2 plus out. 2 equals 2. <laughs> 2 plus 2 is equal to 4, right? Yeah. Yeah. We cannot zoom out to look at the overview. It's yeah. quite hard. Like, yeah. our brain doesn't work that way. Mm. This... That's in itself. When I said that and when I realized that about the irony of manipulation, right? That's quite scary and sad that I will never know that I'm currently being manipulated. Depends on the level that you... If you really, really dig deep... Okay, let's try to explore this further. If you really think about it, right... In what sense can you be manipulated? I think the deepest level that I can construct is the idea that there's a meaning to life. What do you mean? Expand. Means, um, I don't know, I, fundamentally, most humans will question like the meaning to life. Okay. And I feel that uh, that question is like deeply ingrained in us, somehow or other, that like, as we grow, we would like tend towards uh, finding, trying to find an answer to this question. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and like, because we don't know, like, if we have any masters, uh, like you know, some people believe like there's like a god or what or anything, or if we are created by any other super like almighty being. Yeah. But if we found off the fact that we were being created by some mighty being, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, this... Basically, that question is the manipulation, I feel. Explain it, Sim. How do I explain it? It's too... Abstract, is it? It's not clear enough. It's not clear enough. So, basically, uh, the reason why that mighty being or whoever that has created us uh, ingrained us with this idea that there's meaning to life is to fool us into thinking that we have uh, what we call... What's that word, uh? Free will. Free will. Yeah. And that, uh, like... But meaning... The meaning of life and free will are two different things, right? Or do you think they are connected? Do you think free will gives way to a meaning of life because with free will you can discover what is your personal meaning of life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel that is the, like, deepest manipulation that can occur. <laughs> but you personally... You do you personally feel that you're manipulated in this way? Mm. On like with the current known facts, no la. Because you don't believe in an ultimate being, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Let me let me point out something that might be manipulating you. Mm. The obvious one would be your phone. The phone is constantly manipulating you without your knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. If you really think about it. Mm. It's basically consuming your attention. I'm not saying you only, but yeah. for myself as well. Mm. So one thing that I did not think about was how distracting your smartphone was. Mm. If you don't um, turn off your notifications and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I did not realize this, but the amount of apps that were 
bombarding my senses mm. was crazy. Mm-hmm. Reddit, Nagek. Mm. <laughs> it shouldn't even come into my peripheral. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I should only look at Nagek or Reddit when I want to mm. instead of it coming to my senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. For me, um, basically, most of my apps notifications are off. Yeah. The only ones that I have on are like WhatsApp. Uh, that's because of work. Apart from that, like, even for my group chats, I'm muted. Yeah, that, yeah. that's good. Uh. Yeah, so, uh, basically, I only use the apps when I know I want to view something for myself, uh, personally. But I get agree that uh, a lot of times, like, uh, we are very distracted and being manipulated by our own smartphones. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a sort of like a physical habit. Like, we have to keep checking our phone. No, but the... The scary thing is that it's done unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's the scary thing. If it was conscious, that's alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that's one area where they call it social engineering. Basically, all these like, uh, social media websites, um, they use tricks and small, like, uh, small changes to try to trick you into trying to stay on their website because the more attention you spend on them the more money they earn yeah yeah and like basically the the oil of their industry is your attention I think one way that society manipulates you would be to make you like a robot mm. right society loves robots mm. Because you are like a cog in a bigger machine and they need many, many cogs to help this machine run well, mm. right? Mm. But more and more, I see that people are like opening their eyes kind of mm-hmm. to like to wake up, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And maybe we are completely wrong. We could be completely wrong, mm-hmm. right? But I feel the case, uh, that case. Mm. Yeah, I feel that with the more information that I find out, like through successful people and stuff, yeah, the more I realize like how scary our society can be in like just covering our minds, uh, I guess like blinding us. Yeah, because like for society, like for the greater good, basically, like on average, like everyone succeed, right? Yeah. Uh, you would have to conform to that society. Yeah. Yeah. So humans tend to want to conform because they want to fit into a group. Yeah. And like, if you were to look at it, then you can look at like a lot of psychological tests. Like one of the most famous one would be like the one where, uh, like there's this group of people. Uh huh. So then, uh, more majority of them are planted, uh, individuals. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the test I... basically asks you like there's three lines. Which line is longest or which line is shortest? Yeah. And like, uh, like in one of the group, basically they will plant these people that where they will point out like the wrong longest uh, line. Yeah. And, and then it's obviously and wrong. And it's obviously wrong. But when people were asked, like put on the spot, uh, yeah. they will tend to want to conform. Yes. Yeah. So like all these little things, like the hu- human psychology is very interesting in that sense. Then I guess in that case, right, you should try to not conform. Yeah, you should actively try right. not to. You should actively not 
you should actively try not to conform. Mm-hmm. But that is where it screws everything up also. Because uh-huh. if enough people don't conform, then it's anarchy, right? Like, the fall of society. Basically, everyone does what they like. Mm-hmm. And then, no one runs the public transport. No one, like, sells food. Like, maybe everyone just, like, I don't know, does what they like. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, okay. So, um, if you want to stretch the idea further, there must be certain premise in place. I feel, lah, in order to, in order for some amount of, like, what you mentioned to happen. One thing, one thing I want to ask hmm. you is that, do you believe that everyone in society can be elevated to a stage where they do not need to do, like, mundane tasks? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that society always needs this kind of people? Like, by mundane tasks, like, I'm including myself in it. Okay. I think that the likelihood that everyone wants to pursue a, like, a greater purpose, apart from, like, mundane tasks, is much lower than... I think. Than we all think. Yeah. So you think people are happy doing mundane tasks? Yeah. I think there is a huge majority of groups of people who think... That, like, doing mundane tasks is fine. Huh. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, at the start, they were struggling with doing the mundane tasks. Mm. Up to a point where they are so dice. Mm. Then after that, they're okay with it. Mm. I'm sure no one's okay with mundane tasks, though. That's my perception. Uh, because I'm looking at it through my own lenses. Mm. But, when I really think about it, right, a lot of people are doing mundane tasks. Yeah, but you see, that's, um, like, this is the, like, the touchy subject, but basically it's, like, if, assuming that you do not have, uh, like, you have below average intelligence, right? Uh-huh. Then, the likelihood that you are capable of picking up new skills, right, is much lower than the average person. So, if, assuming that, like, we are in a society where you can do whatever you want, the likelihood that they will want to do, like, repetitive mundane tasks is much higher and still be capable of earning a, like, mm. a living wage. Okay. Yeah, because their skill sets don't allow them to do, pursue anything higher. If you look at from that skill, like... Yeah, that's, in, that's where I'm afraid to think that way also. Because I, me personally, I always struggle with this issue whether my IQ is high enough to, to try to strive for something better. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you do not know actually where your limit is. And if you confine yourself to, oh, since I'm of this certain intellect, mm. I should stay where I am. It's also not right. Yeah, but I'm not trying to say that... Whether it's right or wrong, you're just saying that it so happens that yeah. this is the case. And okay. I, I don't think a lot of people are consciously trying to suppress themselves from trying something better. It's just that subconsciously, like, somehow or rather you know that like it's hard for you to pick up new skills, so you tend to try lesser. Mm. So initially, you might have, like, try and try, but it's just that it's hard for you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that uh, people are unable to succeed even then. Like, there are cases where people succeed, but it's a very minor mi- minority of people being able to do it. Because it's not easy. It's not a easy thing to do. Imagine you have to struggle through a lot of, like, all these... Pain, right? pain just to get more better at something else. 
It's not an but easy that's, process either. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to like point out. Like mm. let's say we manage to like break out of this um I would just call it matrix. Huh? Let's say we we manage to break out of this matrix whereby no one's manipulated, you know, like in your head you can do anything. You know, you can achieve your biggest goals and stuff. I think that would be something that would be very good mm-hmm. for society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Or it could be very bad. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah. As in, for me, the for that outcome to be good, right, it will be where basically your da- daily necessities, you don't have to think about it. Because one is basically robots are are doing all the farming, doing all the uh, whatever necessities yeah, that you need. Mundane tasks. Yeah. Um, you can pursue your higher like calling or whatever, a higher purpose. Yeah. Or, or, or even like do it through education uh, as long as it takes, you know. Education is in... Like let's say you you really want to I don't know like build, an, build a canoe or something. Mm-hmm. Wait, that doesn't take very huge amounts of thinking. Something difficult, like architecture. Let's say you you would like to build a huge building. Mm. Then, if your internet is not there, I guess you just need a longer time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I believe that ultimately you might be able to get there. Mm. But that being said, right, you might endure a lot more stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say, me personally, I want to study like something insane like nuclear physics or something. Mm. Like knowing my intellect now, right, I probably have to struggle a lot. Mm. Yeah. But I might get there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, but it's also the premise that basically um, like you don't have to worry about everything else. Yeah. yeah. Like you're living in a world where you don't have to worry about food, water, money, everything. Like, Assuming that, like, you achieve your goals, you reach the state where you can design this um, building, right? Okay. Building if you're an architect. Um, and all the materials, everything, right, is free. Then that's likely what's going to happen. Because, like, in our current society, if you want to be a successful architect, then you have to be good. Right? Yeah. Then you, then you can design a building. Yeah. Yeah. And if we, if, like, we are living, already living in, like, kind of like the scenario where I'm talking where robots are doing all the shit, right? Then, the likelihood that, like, the materials are, like, abundant, right? Is higher. Yeah. Yeah. I think, off topic, right? But, I just want to share this show mm. that I watched last week mm. that I thought was quite interesting. Mm. It was basically about this guy who travels around the world mm. Based on the kindness of people. It's called The Kindness Diaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So basically, he just has a car. Mm. All his meals, petrol, lodging are all paid off by people. Mm. And when I watched that show, it blew my mind. Mm. I couldn't imagine like the world was not as I thought. In what sense? Like, it's not- he did get help. Wherever he went. Mm. So whether it's a really, really poor country, really rich country, it didn't matter. Mm. And I just couldn't believe it. 
Really? Yeah. I, I thought it was. I don't know. For me, it was. I think he got really rejected me. quite a lot. Yeah. Definitely. But ultimately, there were people who wanted to help. Yeah, because, like, generally, humans tend to want to be good. Right? So, but will you let a stranger sleep in your house? I mean, I wouldn't. it's cool enough. Though. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Because it's, um, I don't know, some of it is social construct in the sense that, like, we want to be good to be other, good to others because we want others to be good to us. At some levels. That's how we feel. What? What? What if I'm an asshole? Huh? What if someone tells me the same thing? Hmm. I am from maybe Norway hmm. and I'm traveling the world based on other people's kindness. Yeah. Can you buy me a meal? Hmm. I'll be like, screw off. Hmm. <laughs> Why do you get to not spend a single dime hmm. and travel the world? Hmm. To me, that doesn't feel fair. Hmm. But that's like quite a crooked way of thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like a... I won't say it's a crooked way. Like. It's just another viewpoint. It's just another viewpoint. Mm. It's fair. It's a fair, fair viewpoint. In, uh, I thought that would be the majority viewpoint. But I guess like, let's say this guy asked you, mm. but then there was a cameraman following him. Mm. I think your answer might be different. Mm-hmm. Because you know that you're being filmed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that in essence, had something to do with people giving more help, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one thing that I thought was very interesting is that the people with less, they gave more. Yeah. It's damn incredible, I think. That really makes you self-reflect mm-hmm. on mm. how fortunate you are, yet how selfish you are. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should. Watch. I I mean, <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, if you want to watch mm, the show, sounds cool enough, there. Yeah, but it was such a, I don't know. It, I think, traveling is one of those, things in life where you can't replace with anything else. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But like, I mean, to expand on that idea, like, like innately, like I guess, my idea of humans is that like. They tend towards good. Okay. So, like, one scenario is, like, assuming, like, there's a child. Mm-hmm. The child needs help, right? Mm. And they are surrounded by, like, many adults, right? Mm. The likelihood that majority of them would want to tend to the child is very high. Like, if, when someone is in need, like, I mean, I'm using a child because, like, psychologically, like, humans, like, want to care for okay. a young one. Speaking of that, right? Yeah. Let me bring it back to manipulation. Mm. So how law can manipulate us is that someone in need in China, right, mm. might not get help because of laws whereby if you help the person and they pass away, you are so-called responsible for their death. Mm. Which, I mean, maybe to many foreigners, it sounds ridiculous. Mm. But because of that, they became less helpful mm. in that sense. Mm. Yeah. So bringing back to the point of manipulation, you can see it as an outsider's point of view. But I think when you're living there, right, it becomes like your daily life, right? Yeah. Like a norm yeah. to not help like a person in need. And mm. then so, I don't know, I just thought of it and like, it's quite scary. Yeah, so I, 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 I think like humans 
right? We tend to believe that we are, like, we will stand out for the good or whatever shit, right? But, like, if we were just to put ourselves in the context of, like, a war, yeah, and if we were to force to, like, kill someone, if not, we'll be killed, right? Yeah. The likelihood that we'll conform to that idea is much higher than we think it is. Like, if given if the threat is high enough that your life is gonna end, not a lot of people are nobody, like, that, let them, like, die mm. for their, like, pride or, like, um, or for what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. The likelihood that, as in, I can 100% tell you that the likelihood that I would just kill someone else for my own life is 100%. <laughs> Definitely, okay. I tell you. I don't know many people would say that so honestly. I mean, it's a matter of fact, but I mean, like, if your life is... It's not even like 99% or yeah. 98%. It's like 100% I'll kill that guy. Yeah. Like, no doubt in my mind. Like, my ass is more important than that guy. Yeah. Okay. Like, if you put yourself in this, you know. Like, I don't think I have such a good, like, moral compass that I would... I just compare myself to me now, now. <clears throat> okay. So, let's say... um. I'm struggling at work, mm. right? Mm. I wouldn't be helping someone else. Mm. And that is not even life or death, mm. right? Yeah. What more like a life or death situation where you are putting more stress? Yeah. 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 So maybe for me, it's also 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If Probably. I really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you look back, sometimes you look at history, then you think, Actually, a lot of times is um, a lot of it has to do with like the pressure. Then, yeah, like because we are viewing from historical, historical, uh, yeah, yeah. So if you think that ah yeah, if you are if it was me, I wouldn't do it. But actually, the likelihood that you would do it is yeah way higher. Yeah. Okay, should we end here with our confession that we hundred <laughs> percent would not give up our life for someone else? Yeah. Okay. So much for honesty. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.